0: Welcome to the Sports Field Management Podcast. I'm your host, John Commita, Associate Publisher and Editorial Brand Director of Sports Field Management Magazine. This edition of the Sports Field Management Podcast is an excerpt from my interview with Marcella Munoz, Technical Manager for Turf and Landscape for Europe, Africa, and the Middle East region for Syngenta. In addition to her role with Syngenta, Munoz is also a member of the STMA International Committee and a member of the European Turfgrass Society Board. I recently spoke with Munoz about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on international sports field management. We wanted to get a feel for what the past year has been like internationally. Um, So maybe if you can start a little bit with Kind of the initial impact when things were starting to shut down, what you were hearing um, either through your distributors or from clients, what kind of the initial impact was. um, And if you can give us a little bit of flavor, you know, based on area, was it, you know, was it kind of the same thing across the board for everybody or were you hearing different things from different countries, different continents? Um,
1: I think for everybody, first of all, was kind of not believing what was happening and a lot of uncertainty. Mm um and because i work in three different continents everybody is at a different stage of awareness right. and restrictions so depending on where you are is you know how it will affect you i would say nobody was not affected mm-hmm. everybody was affected at some level Nobody in this year and a half could tell me I'm the same as before. So I think for the three continents, they were at different speeds. Mm -hmm. So some went into lockdown faster than others. So nobody knew who will be first, what will be happening. And we stopped traveling. I was one of the last ones that I traveled in March last year. And that's it. I mean, I haven't even been into the office since March last year. Okay. I couldn't do any visit support or seen anybody in this year and almost half. So, but England uh, was one of the toughest one in terms of restrictions. Mm -hmm. So how they were affected, uh, it's diverse. Mm -hmm. So one of the first concerns were what will the authorities say, what we can do and cannot do. And there was a big gap and a big, I will say sports fields compared to golf,
2: sure.
1: Where the RNA and the associations kind of group together and lobby with the governments and took measurements or like they give guidance faster than the sport fields.
2: Okay.
1: The sports fields were in kind of we don't know what's going to, to happen. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know what will happen with the tournaments, the football, of course, the players, the, the, you know, the stadium, but also at the level of the groundsman. They didn't know what they could do or not, how many times that they could go to take care of the maintenance. Uh, we have a lot of discussions at the very beginning of the lockdown. I actually organized a trial alive uh, with SCRI. We call it the lockdown trial. So we work with the SCRI scientists plus ICL, that is our distributors. Plus my, I, it was my initiative to try to put something there that can lead the way to the greenkeepers and groundsman. So, what will be a low maintaining programs, a medium, and you know something following more the golf guidelines because we didn't have for football. Sure. So the the, the people were improvising and waiting for the governments to tell them what they could do so in so in some countries uh the grounds were able to go with all their crew to do the work in some other places they had to absolutely stop doing everything so the, then they started to create some restrictions some guidelines some and things and, and and for example the use of um essential products was not well defined it's a fertilizer or it's a growth regulator right. can we go and turn on the irrigation there was a lot of we don't
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i think that was the first thing and and then after that i think everybody kind of realized oh this is gonna take longer
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: so there was also a lot of uh, discussion with then the club owners and the the um, i will say the. Uh, not not only about the groundsman's but like the sport itself how we are gonna deal with this situation and in some cases in some countries they had to decrease the amount of workers and they have to stop doing what they were doing reduce the cost Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and so that hit hard some places uh where i saw more people losing their jobs Mm -hmm. Uh, in other countries, it was not so hard because they allowed them to continue working. Sure. So and because they didn't know when football will restart. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was the key thing. So when they decided what the rules were, at least here in England, they say they will continue competing. And then that kind of given a stability to yeah. the groundsman's because they knew they have to prepare the pitches anyway. And relieve some of the pressure, even in some cases, because they have less wear and traffic in the beaches, mm-hmm. because less people were around less training, so they decreased to the minimum amount. And um, so, but again, it depends on the country.
2: <laughs> right.
1: um, and, and then, well, right now, we are seeing the same kind of situation. Um, but I will say that now, there Uh, restrictions are lifting Mm -hmm. and the budgets are better and they are starting to do renovations in some cases the the ground funds were very happy because they had longer windows to work sure so that was a benefit for them Um, so yeah I I think that's the biggest summary I can do if I don't go into like a specific continents or countries regulations and And for us that was also another problem that the regulatory environment here in in europe to to have solutions it's very very difficult
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of things got delayed because of that so also some solutions and, and product test stocks and other things were kind of challenging mm-hmm.
0: Um, now you mentioned growth regulators and and at least you know here initially um, a lot of talk was on using growth regulators for those who couldn't maintain their fields as frequently did you see did you see an increase in demand for PGRs um, as people were going into lockdown and had maybe had less opportunity to mow or or less labor force to be able to to handle that or or what other trends from a product and and solution standpoint did you see?
1: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the focus of the trial that we did alive that got huge engagement on the social media. We were reporting every week, the results and we focus on decreasing the amounts of mowing because of the restrictions of going into the area. So we received a lot of more questions about the growth regulator and the rates, Mm -hmm. how to use them the maximum rate, the benefits, and um, I included also wetting agents. That was another one that increased the use, uh, at least from our side, slow release fertilizers as well. Um, so I think it was very interesting to to design that tr- trial because We were all the scientists thinking what will be the best approach, uh, what will be the essential maintenance, what what is that right now. So we felt And I think we were spot on that decreasing the labor was one of them. Absolutely. And the growth regulator gave you that chance and people were using it more. Yes. The wedding agent, what we had a drought, very drought and and hot summer. uh, So that was a spot on as well because they spend a lot of time with irrigation issues. Um, So with the wedding agent, they have everything that could be like an insurance, right, was more um, an option right now. Um, And, well, we also things that were more aesthetic, like the use of pigments, for example, that decrease a little bit. And the. Yeah, I, I think that the aesthetic part was not so important. They ri- raised the mowing height as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was not looking I mean it was looking really healthy, the grass, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> because nobody was aesthetic. On it. Yeah. yeah. But they have to stop like some machinery use and um, yeah, everything that and and that you, you could do like by one or two persons so the people were not all together in the same place. Mm-hmm. that was the other uh, um, problem that they had and so any maintenance that required more than two or three workers in the same day in the same place that that was a challenge
0: sure. now um, you mentioned a little bit about how the restrictions are kind of lightening up a little bit now and, and things are starting to reopen a bit are you seeing or are you hearing much of a difference um, in your markets, you know, in terms of the stages of reopening or where people are at um, based on country or continent?
1: Definitely. Um, I think there is more clarity about the policies. That was, as I told you at the beginning, the uncertainty of what was legal or not to do what was possible. So now I think that's more clear because they have a special permits workers know what they can do or not. So the groundsmans are their crew, they have a system already in place, uh with or not restrictions that haven't changed too much. Mm-hmm. And they, they call them in most of the countries essential workers. So it took some time in some countries to be um to be in that category.
2: Sure.
1: But at the very end I think now all of them are in that category. Yeah. Uh, because in the places that where they didn't do that, they lost you know the crops or the peach or whatever so so i think that's something that now definitely got better um it depends in the country that you are if things are getting better or worse right. uh, because england is lifting the lockdown but in france they are now in full lockdown again oh, okay so th- that's the difference it's very very big Uh, Here we had four months of lockdown. We just finished a couple of weeks ago and we are still under restrictions. A lot of restrictions. Mm. But in France, they they started now the full lockdown. In Italy, they were open. Now they're starting to close again. Germany back and forward. And Norway never went into a lockdown. Sweden either. Then you have South Africa. That is another situation. And so... I think with the vaccination scheme in general, there is some kind of optimism. It's getting better because of the vaccination, but there is still a lot of uncertainty and kind of, I think everybody's assuming that this is going to last for at least two years. Okay. I think there is an awareness now that this is not over. Right. It's going to take long.
0: thanks again for listening to the sports field management podcast for more insight from this interview as well as conversations with other industry experts be sure to look for our article on international sports field management in the upcoming august issue of sports field management magazine